Well, welcome back to Have You Tried Rebooting? Alex and I uh, apparently took a session where we were rebooting. There's a lot oh, of yeah. transition going on in personal life things. And transition so. and busyness, summer busyness. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we are um, we are actually going to be changing over to an every other week kind of style for our podcast instead of every week because we just haven't been able to maintain it. At least for the summer. At least for yeah. the summer. And honestly, once ministry season starts again, it'll probably maintain a, an mm-hmm. every other week. Yeah. That being said, we're looking into ways that we can do some remote content to, you know, keep it moving. But um, I always tell people to join Discord, start conversation because oh, yeah. we can create places to, you know, talk and engage outside of just listening. Well, and the nice thing with that is it's it's not just the two of us. We're yeah. kind of bi- mm-hmm. we want to build a network of people. Facilitate. Yeah. Right. Facilitate conversation with people who have more experience than we do, you know. Or, or or less, less. you know, it's people coming in with questions. Hey, how do you handle that? How do you handle this? If we don't know the answer, we can find somebody who has the answer. Sure. Yep. So uh, definitely look into joining our Discord. If you don't, follow us on Facebook. Um, our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Google. So if you have friends that have Androids instead of iPhones, you can tell them there's other ways to listen. Yeah. Yeah, it's on all the major platforms. Yep. So that being said, what are we talking about today? Uh, we are going to talk about having relationships with your volunteers mm. because it's important. And uh, yeah, and how transitional periods affect them and anybody. Yeah, you know, I I find that uh, a lot of times, especially in in team mechanics, the the system is very like a spider web. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you pull a tendril. And you don't think about where all else the other it's things tied. that that touches. Um, you know, not not great things can happen, and um, you know, to just there's there's so many aspects of that. You know, to leadership, and, and I'm a very systems minded person. I I, t- I always tell people, I was like, just step back, plan, think, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Because if you just kind of, you know, it's like the movies. If you just charge through the door, you never know what's on the other side. And oh, yeah. Not saying you shouldn't open the door. But, uh, you know, those SWAT team guys have a plan. Yeah. And they have a backup plan and yep. an extra backup plan, exactly. too. You know, it's it's not just a, a single half-cocked idea. Yeah. Um, and I think this is going to be an interesting discussion because... Um, the lens in which everyone is listening is gonna like it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different, but it's gonna affect like how they mm-hmm. interpret what we're saying. Yeah, more so than usual, I think. Right. Um, and who knows? We might go long enough to make this a two-part or a multi-piece series. Kind it's of. possible. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It is important. Um, that not only as a as a leader in production at a church, just as a church leader, you should be getting to know the people who serve with you. And if yeah. you're if you're the the leader in the production team, the people who make the production team are it's a special kind of person. Not everybody can. Yep. You know where where the people that per, that want to help with service, but we prefer to sit in the back in the dark. And you know, most of us are more introverted and would rather scroll, you know, TikTok or something silly. Some of them, and some of them are people that you know, 
are so wired that, that they don't feel right if they're not doing something. Right. But it's equally as important. It doesn't matter if that person's more of an introvert. You, you as the leader, still have to know them. Yeah. Who they are, their needs. Um, oftentimes we see that uh, you're the connecting point to the church, especially in the bigger churches. You know, mm -hmm. people are serving because they want to connect with people. They want to be able to connect. Connect with people or the church. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to, everyone has their own kind of drivers, you know. Right. Um, I mean, and, and what you're saying remains true outside of, it's not just church. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've, I've ran drum corps. I've ran seasons where I was the lead drummer in a drum corps. And it was the same thing. Right. You know, if, if you get to know people. And people buy into, as a leader, what, what you're trying to do or what you are doing mm -hmm. and the product that you're putting out. And whether you like it or not, you know, church service is a product. Yeah. It's a product and more. Like, the right. same as the business plus yep. concept from before. Like, it is a product. We're, we're creating something for people to consume for their souls, their spirits, their hearts. Mm -hmm. Right? It, it, it's a different kind of product, but it is a product. And yeah. so if people are buying into what you're selling, um, you know, you kind of create this team. Right. When when people work more closely together, when they know each other, they work more closely together, you get a better end product. Mm -hmm. um, which is why it's, um, if you look at some of the other groups uh, online, other church production groups, everyone's like, it's all about people. It's not about end result. If you build into your people, you'll get that end result. If you build to the end result, you'll lose the people, then you'll lose the end result. You might get it for a period, but you'll burn people out. I think I was chewing on that because I think, like, when I started, uh, I was very much, you know, just, we need to get this to the mm -hmm. to the product. Right. You know, but, but there were so many people, I think, on that team that wanted the same product that, you know, they're all like, yeah, let's do this. Like people just kind of jumped on, you know, and, and, and I'm an, in, I'm very much an introvert too, you know? So oh, like yeah. it, it took me a long time to really get to know yeah. a lot of people. Um, well, but, especially you, know, you moved into it, you moved up here and you didn't really have any yep. friends or family in the area. Yeah, that's true. And so you're, you're as an introvert, we're almost overwhelmed coming into that. Like, yeah, um, that's very true. But even on top of that, I was like, man, like, just being able to kind of do that and, you know, as I get to know people, it was almost like people bought in more, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, start building up teams and stuff or whatever and new yeah. systems and just to kind of see everybody learn. And there's like, you know, like companion. I put some companion in. I never really taught anyone else how to use that, but one or two of the CG guys like was interested in how it kind of worked and I showed them the web interface one day. And, you know, I was like, if anyone's going to keep that running, it's him. He's the only one that yeah. knows, you know, but like they just kind of start getting interested in the ease of use or like, you know, stuff yep. that's being done to make life better for everybody. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it's a very delicate balance, you know, and once you get to that point, you have those relationships. Mm -hmm. Once you have relationships, it's a lot easier than to start building toward the end goal. Mm -hmm. It's like um, when I when I moved uh, 
out of state to, to my last position, um, there were some major things that needed to change. Uh, and so I went to um, start addressing those um, those things. But you can't walk up to somebody you don't know and say, hey, you're really not performing the way that we need you to. Yeah. And so step one um, is I, you had, I had to build relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And then from that, it starts structuring the team out to be able to start making the changes that needed to. Well, and even then, too, it's like you can't really walk up to a volunteer and tell them you're not performing the way that you're, right. you need to. When you have when you're when you're getting free labor essentially, right. yeah, it has to. At least, I mean, I guess you can do that, um, but there does have to be an understanding that it is a volunteer I don't, who is oh, there to serve. Yeah, the I, I, I just that's not how I would do that. Yeah, it's either you know I need to find a better area for you to serve, mm-hmm. or I like let's work on growing a skill. Well, so like uh, one of the guys that I had. Um, he was running audio. Uh, the previous tech tech director had him in there running audio, um, and he really it just wasn't finding the mark. And when I would try to kind of point him in the right direction gently, um, we never really quite got there. So after mm-hmm. months of working with him and getting to know him and him getting to know me, we ended up changing him from front of house to graphics. Let me tell you what. He was the best graphics op that I have ever worked yeah, with. Yeah, that's sometimes what it is. I had a so I had a guy that was in the process of onboarding yeah. at one point. Um and he had tra- he had transferred from a different big church in the area. Yeah. And we were talk he came in for um a rehearsal and I was he's he's onboarding for front of house. Yeah. You know, one of the hardest things to comes in, I was like, Why don't you come in? I'm going to be running rehearsal. Um, you know, come on in. I'll get my stuff set and then I'll hand it over to you and you can kind of poke around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got to talking and, you know, like he was kind of sharing a little bit like why he left his last thing. And the story told was um, he was, he had only mi- mixed a handful of times because he was often doing service directing type. Yeah. Or, producing Producing? type stuff yeah Yeah, i know there's so many different levels of that Uh, service directing producing are almost yeah yeah and so um but there was a like a fresher guy on their video or or something yeah basically what ended up happening was um somewhere in the comms at one point i guess the director got on and did a like are you gonna make me come down there and i was yeah i was like i was like what like that's not healthy when I was like, you're never going to hear that from me because mm-hmm. the question you would hear from me is, do I need to come down there? Right. Are you, right. Is there and a not problem in a facetious to, way. Like, yeah. do you need me down there? Right. Do you need, do you need my help? Right. Um, I was like, man. But, you know, like Dang. just I, – I, to, I mean, I'm a pretty big empathy person, but, like, to put myself there, I was like, if I was giving you my time and you said that, like, I probably would have left mid-service. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, you can't do that. Yeah. We, um, you know, but like, is there a lack of relationship there? Like what, or is, again, like you're saying, are you so focused on the end product that you're forgetting that you're going to ignore the people Mm -hmm. and that only, you can only do that. You're only allowed to do that if you're paying all the people 
And even then, I even don't, then, I don't it's agree. Not a that's, healthy work I don't agree. That's the right way to do it. Uh-uh. But if you're gonna be that way, you have to pay all the people. You have to pay them enough to make it worth their while. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if they're like a staff, that's when you can like you know start. You can hold people to a higher bar when they're staff. Yes. However, yeah. you do still have to remember they are human. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, you'll burn out your staff, and then you have a staff transition. You, you have, have to make turnovers all the time. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've I've been um, seeing and um, coaching in a couple of different places is like uh, when volunteers look at the staff members as a clique. So, like, ah. if your worship director, your worship leader, your tech director, who all work full time for the church. Hang out just, you know, as a little group in the green room and they never actually sit down and talk with other with mm-hmm. the volunteers. That's on the staff. That's the culture that that staff has. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about that. I mean, that's pretty easily fixable. Oh, like, yeah. Go hang out in your own time. Right. But like if they're choosing to uh, ignore the volunteer team. Um, yeah. Now, some of that goes back into the like. Some people are definitely more on the quiet side and would rather kind of sit there and watch the conversation unfold versus partake in the conversation. Yeah. And that you can't, you know, there's there's a fine line to balance there because you do have volunteers that are that way. And, you know, as a staff member, I can't force my volunteers to talk to me. You can't. What no. I can do, though, is offer information about myself. Like, yeah. how was your week? And they say, good. I can say, yeah, mine was great. I had this and that. And just show them that there's an open door. Even if it's not necessarily as a staff member, if it's not your strong suit, show yeah. them that there's an open door to conversate and to get to know and that I'm a human. And sometimes it just takes the right time or the right, mm-hmm. you know, scenario. I mean, I, I think back to several people, you know, like I, um, some of the people it was just one day – Someone asked the right question. I don't even, it might not even have been me. It might have been them asking me something. Someone asked right. the right question and we got to talking. And then, you know, the next week we talk again or the next right. week after, whenever they're next on. And I mean, I can think of several people. Um, I think of someone my own age, well, closer to my age. Um, you know, it was, I mean, they were on the team for probably months. And it was like, I could always just kind of feel like a, weirdness yeah i guess you know i never i i mean a long time later i can look back and know what it was but at the time i was like i always just thought it was both of us being very shy timid people yep you know and so i was always you know like trying to it was hard to hard to like press for things because i could tell that this person was not just a gonna open up person Mm -hmm. but to try and just kind of be present you know but again as the staff member that's almost your responsibility that leans it's 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 a collaboration like you don't have to force somebody to open yeah but however it is your job to make sure that that person knows that you are open and available even if it's not necessarily your strong suit. and all that yeah right and that that can mean that could look different to different people you yeah. know and yeah it's hard it's like i'm definitely not the best at that but uh i wasn't I had to learn to be through life experiences at different jobs. I th- well, I think cons- um, consistency too. You know, yeah. like you may not be 
you may not be like the warmest person, but if you're present with people all the time and they see that and well, and know, then there's they get, uh, the more they kind of start getting to know you and it just kind of develops. Well, and then there's a, for me. a genuine side too. It's like mm-hmm. you can't just always say good when someone asks how your week was. Sometimes your week was good. Sometimes it was it was all right. You know, I'm still standing. Uh, <laughs> and some weeks were just you know absolutely just awful and you don't have to go into detail with people especially if it's somebody that you don't know that you wouldn't say is you're super close to you can just say well it was kind of a rougher week but i'm happy to be here on sunday something like that you're you're offering your genuine self you're offering um genuine feedback and relationship and that honestly opens more doors with people yeah than even like three, spending three years with somebody can. Yeah. The, the, there is something to say for time, but genuine being genuine will open more doors than spending time with someone. Well, I think you combine both of those. And oh, then yeah. You, then you get into a spot. Right. You know. Yeah. Like I think back to um, my uh, the team that I had at my last position, and I think back through um, – one, some just some of the things that I like fought for them for. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I think back through and I'm like, no, I would I would die on a hill for every single person on that team, you know, and most of them I I would hang out with once every at least two to three months outside of church service. Uh, one of the guys I didn't hang out with super often, but I would drive him home sometimes after church and we would get to talking and stuff like that. You know, Um, and so it's just one of those where it's just like when you build relationships with people, people will buy into you. And then um, when they buy into you, if you're bought into what the church is doing, they're going to be bought into the church. They're going to be bought into the goal of the pastor, the goal of the worship director, the goal of the worship leader. Um, and when they're bought into that, you'll see your results go up. You'll see your volunteer count go up because mm-hmm. suddenly they're excited. They're pulling friends in. They're pulling family members in. They're, you know, training. They then want to get into the training side of it and... Um, it's a lot less scary for somebody new coming in to get trained by a volunteer than to get trained by a full-time staff member. Especially if it's somebody you don't know. You know, they're like, hey, I want to serve the church in this way. I never really thought about that. Um, but, I mean, I see your point. I, I uh, Not being the biggest video person, our, our video program that I had set up... Um, new camera operators almost always you're getting trained by video directors but it mm-hmm. was very rarely me right and i always felt like i was like kind of pushing it off like neglecting so, them you know but i never really thought of, i never really thought about it that way yeah i i just in the in my years in staff and as a volunteer um it just is one of those like if i'm getting trained by another volunteer this is somebody like me there's somebody who come who came in. They wanted to learn, and so they learned. Yeah. I'm learning from someone like that. I'm not learning from the professional level person. Yeah. Um, and it it makes that gap feel smaller. It makes sense. 
and you can still you can still get professional quality results from somebody mm-hmm. who learned from somebody who was a volunteer um it's one of those where you get you let them do the basic training they get into it they start running it and then you start um teaming up with the volunteer that's training that person yeah that new person you start teaming up with them hey why didn't you work with them on this and then at that point then suddenly you're building relationships into your team and now your team is not just have a relationship with you but with each other yeah so like uh, i find the professionalism these days is more based on intentionality than it is mm -hmm. like knowledge and stuff because just the gear is user-friendly now if you look back 20 years, it took a, like <laughs> half a degree just to know how to use a video switcher. Uh, I remember when I, when I started doing it, I started learning lights. Um, it was interesting and difficult to save a movement of one moving light. It was 18 different buttons, and then you had to remember to save it to the floppy drive, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> Old leprechaun lighting systems. So much fun. But... But regardless, once your team then starts building relationships with each other, not just with you, then we get into the more difficult side of this, which is transitions. So like when you transition off a staff or when you transition into a different position on the same staff or you transition to a different church, you know, you're stepping away and suddenly your team is there and having to hold it together. Mm -hmm. And so essentially you, if you look at it more like, uh, you had used the spider web. Yeah. Really, what our job is is to build a spider web of people mm-hmm. that can support. You know, so you build your main, you you have your main people, your main volunteers. Those are your super volunteers. Those are going to be the ones that connect it to the church, that hold the whole thing together, and then you layer everybody else on top of it. Yeah. Well, it's and it's you know, but how how do those how do those tendrils connect and, you know, not at the human level too, mm-hmm. you know, like say you just magically remove a person. Right. You know, you just pull that thread out. What's going to happen to the threads that are connected are, to are connected to that, but strong, like the, um, like the structural supports connected to that. Right. Like, let's right. say you, let's say you remove a person and they're, you know, now, best friends with two or three people that are also very plugged in serving like what's that going to do to those people are they are they going to stay involved are they going to go like have you thought about that i I find people in situations don't stop to think about that they're just oh yeah i'll be fine okay well yeah it will be fine everything will go on but how are you impacting all these people's lives is the choice you're making are you doing this the best way possible well, and that's that's the difference between somebody being asked to step out of their role and somebody stepping out of their role by choice, like mm-hmm. by their own, hey, God is leading me to this other role over here. Mm-hmm. When 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 you are when you can go to your team and you're like, hey, uh, this other church approached me and I feel like God is calling me to help them start working on this kind of stuff. Yeah. That usually doesn't fracture the relationship between those other two or three main player people in your team and the church when somebody is asked to be re- like to to step down from their role then that can start to damage a lot of the relationships or move on uh i mean we've talked about some of this before you know yeah. so my last my last position when i left um there was some 
staff changes going on through it. Yep. And uh, it was a good friend of mine was running, was starting to learn how to do some sound stuff. Yep. And uh, um, I found came to talk to him later, found out that uh, he he took off and uh, or no, he served. So I left and then he served Easter because I left right before Easter. So he served on Easter and something went not so great or yeah. wasn't a good experience for him. And he decided to be done. And no one reached out to him for a whole year. Dang. Mm-hmm. And he ended up leaving the team, and I think there was maybe you one probably or two others would... that wanted to be done with the team. And Well, because what that does is it's that, especially when you have somebody that's that involved, that shows everyone, oh, I'm not the only one that feels like I'm not important. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it sends a lot of messages, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, if, if, if you're going to transition in any way like that, someone's got to pick up that relationship building someone's got to pick that up right yeah no so yeah somebody has and, to and and the flip side of that too there's a second part of that like you have to pick it up authentically mm-hmm. because like you know let you know let's say some okay take this per, take this person out let's say supervisor steps in and starts taking over for that if you bring in a new guy and supervisor stops caring about the people it sends the exact same message Oh, yeah. That you are just networking to fill the gap until someone else can care about me. Well, but you don't actually care. You know what I'm saying? And that's the other big important thing is like um, the the supervisor who would be kind of filling that gap should be no, fi- almost filling that gap all the time anyway. Yeah, you that, should be, everyone should be connecting with everyone, you know. Right. That like, person should have a relationship with everyone in the booth. Yeah. You and everyone on stage. Yeah, you don't hire – you don't hire, you know, a tech director, or whatever, so you don't have to talk get to, to know people. people, right? Um, that's the that's one of the unfortunate things that I see a lot in churches is like, you know, especially in the bigger churches, the the um, lead pastor doesn't sit down with the team and get to know people and let people get to know him. And by team, I'm talking our volunteers, our our production yeah. people, our worship people, both. Because he has a worship leader who's supposed to fill that gap, which is great. But if the worship leader's falling down on that, and if the production guy is falling down on that, then you have a bunch of people who are like, okay, God told me to serve the church, to serve, to help his church, but they they don't care about me. I'm just here. I'm just a, a. I'm just bones in a seat. Yeah, and you know? and as you go up, you know, it's it's a double edged thing because it's like as you go up the, you know, the tree. Like right. yeah, you can only meet so many people. Well, and you can only talk to so many people in a morning. That's just oh yeah. That's just reality. Right. The bigger the church is, the more difficult. But if and the gonna... more impossible it becomes for the lead pastor to know everybody. Right. But if you're going to take a season as a supervisor. And fill in because someone is missing and, mm-hmm. and relate people. You can't stop relating to people when you fill the gap again. Right. If you're going to open that, you have to commit. And those you have are to people stay you're going it. to have to maintain relationship with. Right. Even if you are then taking a step back from actual working in that role, yep. you still have the relationships there. Yep. And if you don't maintain them, it gets shown that it was a fake relationship and mm-hmm. that is how to lose a volunteer 101. 
Yeah. I mean, different people leave for different different reasons, you know, and been in situations where like um pe- people have left programs because I wasn't there anymore. Oh yeah. And like it's a it's a it's not a brag that I'm proud of, but I'm proud of it if that makes right. sense because, because that it says that I know like the people, people are know bo- you and people are bought in mm-hmm. to what you know what I'm trying to do, right. what I'm where I'm trying to take people as a unit, as a cohesive entity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and caring about all the people. Right, and and sometimes when you do that transition, no matter what, you're going to lose somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, the the team that I left the, the last time I did a transition, the team that I left, I um. I asked everybody to just stay on board. Things were going to get rough, but to stay on board until they found somebody to replace me. Oh, that's smart. And um, and I I did that transition as best as I could. Uh, I definitely learned some things on how to handle transitions better in the future. Um, it's but so I, hard to learn because each one's different. Yeah, you know? right. Each one's different. Um, and it's one of those where you can say, "Yeah, I learned this," but until you've made the, you know, made that mistake, you haven't really learned it. Mm. Um, but like a majority of that team wasn't, was bought into me and the things that I was doing, but also was bought into how we were serving the church, which is yeah. why I had that conversation. There was a constant conversation. It's not just what we do, it's why we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you looked at, like, I left binders with instruction manuals and just a breakdown of each position, um, I built a website that they actually still have connected to their website that talks about the why behind every single role. Um, and, like, right now, uh, at the church I'm at now, I've been asked to kind of help write up uh, job descriptions, including a why for every single role. And I was like, mm-hmm. hold up, I've already done this. Copy, paste. And then, because it's the same why, you know, yeah, the way this church is going about things is a little different than my last church, but it's the same why. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the nice thing. It's when you jump from church to church or when you look at churches, if it is a a scripture teaching, you know, God fearing church, it's going to have the same reason to why we're doing stuff. The way yep. things happen might be a little different, but the why is always the same. And this, yeah, why? Well, I mean, this whole thing goes back to how you're saying, you know, it. It's the. I mean, there's that. There's that why of that straight connection, but you know, when you bring in the human factor mm-hmm. and, and people, you know, people build relationships, and it's you know, the how in yep. a transition becomes more important than you might think. Yes. Um, I mean, I can think. So uh, the example I'll use when I. Um, left the drum corps. Yeah. Um, the guy that ran it just um, one day came in and said, we had a band meeting and we don't want you to run this anymore. And I looked at him and I was like, well, when was the meeting? Oh, well, we met this other day. I was like, was there <laughs> any, was any of the drum line there? No. Then it wasn't a band meeting. Right. Right. That, cause we're the other half of the band. And, um, you know, now, I mean, I could look back and say it might have been a little petty, but I forwarded that to every the entire section because yeah. multiple people in my section had made comments how they feel like they're second class members of the band, right. and he kind of confirmed that the way that he said that. And I was like, I'm not telling you guys to quit, 
but some of you have said stuff to me about this and I think you deserve to know this information as yep. to why what's happening is happening. But so we had built this group up from basically nothing. Yeah. You know, from like the bottom level, we were at a level above bottom level yep. and getting ready to go into a, a tournament season that we were, I, this was the first year I thought we had a shot at yeah. placing high. We had brought in all the right people. A lot of these people were first timers that we had pulled from like, high school and taught them the right skills and young people and we had a fully staffed section for the first time in the like four or five years that I was there and I had spent all this time writing the music and making recordings for them to learn it and we started putting it together and it was starting to sound good and it's like they pulled the plug and like half those people all the high school people gone half the people that were my friends gone they had nothing left and I was like and I looked at it and I just was like, you know, we could have had something. If you would have sat down and talked to me, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that something was bothering you or whatever. And I was like, I was getting frustrated with some stuff too, interacting with the other leader. And I was like, I was planning to teach up my roommate, who was like my second my second hand at that point, mm-hmm. to take over. And I was going to slide back and just teach them. So I didn't have to deal with the conflict and how he wanted to run musical things. You know, but because you just fired from the hip, right? You know, look what happened. And I was like, it it doesn't have to go that way. Why? You know, like, so for leaders listening, like, I encourage you sit down and talk about, you know, if there's a transition coming and you have a chance to talk about it, it's not something terrible. Do it because you don't know the other side until you talk about it. If you ever seen that cartoon picture of the two people at the table with the six and the nine, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you don't know what the other side looks like right. until you talk about it, and it's not going to be an easy conversation, Well, and that's but it's thing. better than going in blind. Well, and, like, let let team members know ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Like, that was that was one of the things that I did this my last transition that I, I didn't do the time before that. What? I I tried to tell everybody at least four to six weeks early. Oh, yeah, that you were going somewhere else? Mm-hmm. That I was, I was beginning the transition process. Oh, was this um, before you had officially resigned, or? So I officially only did a two week notice. However, everybody knew minimum two weeks prior to that. Huh. They had requested that I do a two week notice. So, like yeah. on paper, it was a two week notice. But I had had conversations with the lead pastor, or with the worship pastor, or with interesting, uh, and then even with my volunteer team weeks prior to that. Huh. Um, because I had um after accepting the the role that I'm in now, I I had like seven weeks for transition, seven or eight weeks okay. to transition oh, into see. the role and since we were moving across the country i needed at least a week for the yep. physical relocation sure yeah um, that, that's interesting i was like i've always I, I guess mine have always been a little bit like just that that, that time has never been available yeah um you know and some of them where people just where you end up being removed it's uh I mean, I can tell you right now, if you're listening and you're a team member, like, the, and I'm trying not to get, like, worked up here. It's, like, the hardest part about any of those is the people. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many times um, the transition I'm doing right now, like, how I, I had thought about being done. I mean, we right. all say that. 
right? right. Anyone that's a staff tech person listening is like, oh, we all say we're going to be done. I had done, oh. jo- I did job interviews. I uh-huh. had offers. You and I have been talking about this personally yeah. for months. Yep. I've had offers. Um, I didn't take them. And, and you know, um, ironically, like the more I kind of, I, I don't like to say pull away, but like the way, the more that I've kind of stepped back a little bit from like all yeah. the church stuff, like I am actually growing closer to God. It's weird. Well, ultimately, and not to say I'm in a lot of situations right now that are like yeah, doing that, and I'm sure that's part of the reason. Um, but you know, all of you guys that make up the team, like you're, you're what drives us mm-hmm. at the director level. Mm-hmm. Um. And and every time I leave the worst part, you know, or whether it's whether it's, you know, being removed or moving on, the first thought is just like, what am I going to do without these people? You know? Oh, yeah. What? How can I how can I just leave them all behind how much I'm going to miss all these people? And even if you're not changing cities, mm-hmm. you know, like I still every once in a while keep up with some of the guys from the place I worked five years ago. Right. Well, and it's like, um, what is it now? Two weeks ago, I talked to like five or six of the people from my team at the, the my previous position, yeah. and I haven't been there for a year. And I still play Xbox with several of them, and um, you know, we still we have a genuine friendship. Yeah. Um, but it's like even some of the ones that I I don't talk to super often anymore. I still keep up with life stuff, you know, and we chat a little bit here and there. Um, but like they ran into a, uh, where their new tech guy had only been there five and a half, six months and he was moving on. Um, but they were kind of coming to me and asking as, as a volunteer team. They're yeah, like, that's hey. tough. Cause you're just getting to know the person, right? but you're there long enough to sort of know them depending on how well and they are. But the hard thing, the, the thing that really breaks my heart though with that is like, they're calling me. I haven't worked there in a year. Yeah. They're not right. going to the staff members that they know that are because there. Because that relationship was run that deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it's heartbreaking to know that no one else there has taken the time to build the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at like uh, the position I'm in now, I'm looking at my, my own church and I'm seeing s- some staff members that aren't building the relationship with their team. Yeah. Um, and they're just saying, well, these people are here for the gear. They're here to run, you know, the thing. And it's like, no. Then automate it. Right. Or hire. Yeah. Hire it out. If, it if out we want to treat people yeah. like they're not people, hire it out. Make it a computer. Make it a, a paid professional. But, like, we're not... We're one of the bigger churches in the area. We're yeah. not that size where we can afford to hire out every position for a Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this area is an area where that is a successful model anyways. No. no regardless of your size. Right. Um, our town is 75,000 people. Like, Is that it? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the main city that's here. There's lots of, yeah. you know. But we're not, we're not a Chicago. We're not seven and a half million. We're not Atlanta, you know, with five or six million. We we just we we don't have right 
we don't have the grab. We don't have the number of people in the, I mean, every single person in the city could come to our church and shut down every other church in the area. And I don't know, we would just then be getting to the point where we could hire out for every production and band position. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy, but we love you guys. Oh. I, uh, every, every volunteer that I have, if, if I could pay you, I would pay you. Oh, yeah. Out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, there's, there's, uh, I could not. One, I, I do what we do. I, I couldn't do what I do, but I, I couldn't face the things that I face without knowing the people behind what I'm taking, why I'm doing something. Oh yeah. Like some of the some of the conversations and some of the battles that I've had mm-hmm. are ones where I'm like, this would be easier if I just didn't have to have this conversation. But I have this volunteer and this team member and this friend, and they're the reason that I'm having this conversation, mm-hmm. and they make it worth it. And the other half, you know, I think the other half of that too sometimes is when uh, when they're like, well, why can't why can't why can't you just do this? I was like, I can't. It's like they're the stuff that you, the stuff that I keep you from having to see or experience. Mm-hmm. That was, know? and I and I I would I, I'm not saying I don't want to like I'll do that every time, you know, so you can enjoy doing what you do mm-hmm. without any of the stuff that sh- shouldn't have to come with that. Right, and that's why I, I handled that. So I know I, that makes I sense. I get paid to filter. Yeah, it makes sense in your head, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I I understand what you're saying, and and you have a point. There's just so much else that's going on that mm-hmm. you're not seeing that I don't want you to see. Well, and that's uh, one of the other things. Like after I moved away from my last position, um, I had a phone call with one of my one of my previous team members. I'm still close friends um, with her and her husband and their kid, um, and like. You know, we I still play Xbox with them. Like we still chat pretty regularly, and um, I had a phone call with her, and she was like, "Yeah, I think I had been gone for less than ninety days." Yeah, and she was like, "I'm just realizing how much you filtered." This was a volunteer, you said. This was a volunteer, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, the you know, there's there's a level." That people, even worship leaders who who have production, uh, who have production experience, don't really grasp. There's there's just certain things, um, and there's so much, you know. As a production team, our job, one of our jobs, is to make sure the pastor's comfortable. He's leading the congregation. It's also to make sure the worship leader is comfortable. He's leading the congregation in worship. Yeah. But we can't do that at the expense of, you know, we can't expect to burn somebody to make one person comfortable and expect that person who's burnt to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest reasons why relationships are so important. Because you can you can ask more of somebody who's your friend than you can of just a norm, just an average Joe. On yeah. top of you then know what that person needs because when they're doing production stuff, when they're leading worship, 
you're pouring yourself out into what you do. And if you have somebody that's just constantly complaining about it and saying it's not oh, yeah. good enough. Well, and yeah, the the friend level too, you know, I, I mean, I can give you an example of this. Uh, I was sitting having dinner with a good friend of mine yeah. the other day and he got a text. Hey, uh, do you know the password for blah, 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 blah. You know, it was yeah. something that. And I was, he's like, he looks at me, he's like, you know, the password for this. And I pull out my phone and I start opening my password manager and I just kind of stopped. I was like, I can't give it to you, man. Cause if I give it to you, you're going to become the pe- the guy. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not how, you know, that's right. not, that's not on you. Right. And like, you know, as much as I'm wired to help and as much as I want to help, I, you have. To I would think be about... helping immediately, but I, I wouldn't be helping you or anybody else right. if I actually followed through on that. You'd be opening a door that would cause a problem. Yeah, and so I was like, you know, I I think you got to send them to the, you know, whoever needs it needs to be sent to, mm-hmm. you know. Well, do I have it? Yeah, I do. But in this situation, that's the, that's the wrong choice. Right. It's like that person who's asking for it could reach out to me and ask for it. Instead of reaching out to you, yep, you know, so like, it realis- would be- yeah, realistically, that they, they, they they need to follow the right chain, mm-hmm. you know, and that chain, you know, when when you change the chain, it gets tough because right. you're so used to doing things for speed and whatever. But um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, I guess as we come to a conclusion on on this episode, it's the main idea is. Love your people. Mm-hmm. Get to know them. Let them get to know you. Don't just be a closed brick wall. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a production director role, technical director, whatever your church calls it, you know, let them see the real you. Let your team see the real you. Mm-hmm. Start getting to know the real them. If you're in a worship leader role, again, same rules apply. And let the production guy get to know you. Build a relationship with him. That relationship's so important too. If you're in a supervisory role, like you're supervising the tech department or the production team, it's important. You don't necessarily have to get to know people before any transition happens, but it's important to plan for transition because you're going to have to. Mm -hmm. And it's always easier if you have a relationship with people already. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it, and maintain it and maintain right. it right. It's not a it's not a relationship of convenience that you only have when it's a transition. It's mm-hmm. a relationship that you have. Correct. Period. It's an actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's it sounds so cliche because what's the church here to do? We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to build each other yeah. up. But we often forget about that too much. Oftentimes, especially in the tech world, it gets forgotten and it gets put on the back burner. Your goal when you come. I think in all worlds. I think in all worlds. I mean, it it probably depends on where you are, but in all worlds, it gets forgotten a lot. You know, we get so caught up in the paper version of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like our our mission statement or how we're going to reach these people or what we're doing to reach these people. But (laughs) are you the person in that meeting reaching people and not reaching people by directing other people, but you yourself Mm -hmm. relating and reaching to people? Right, and, and if you stop, I have a hunch that you know there would be some conviction. I, I've, I would hope had so. that before. Yeah, I spend so much time doing everything on paper. What am I doing to actually do something about it? Right, 
and that's me as a me as a person actions are a lot bigger to Mm -hmm. me than what you say because it's a lot easier to fake what you say than it is to fake who you are right and if you live by that it you know i I think that's as we were talking you know the, the the um genuity that comes that the people will just get on board with because mm-hmm. it, it's easy to sense and see that in someone. Yeah. And it's easier to relate to them. And then it just, everything we've talked about becomes easier. Right. Because you're an authentic person. You're trust, you're trustable, trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Words are hard. Um, you're reliable. Right. You know, and who wouldn't want to, Right. Who wouldn't want to serve with somebody like that? Right. Or be friends with somebody like that? Mm-hmm. And treat others like you want to be treated, you know? And that right. starts rubbing off and you create a whole, I don't want to say culture, but kind of a culture. You, you teach well, people yeah. how you to. You build a culture of that. But the problem um, that can and does happen is if you have somebody on the team that does that really well and other people on the team don't particularly in a staff interdepartmental kind of thing, mm-hmm. what happens is you start having problems with other departments realizing, oh, I don't want to work with this other person. I want to work with this one person because I have a relationship with that person because ah. they're a genuine person. That can be a topic for our next conversation. Yeah, that's tough is, because because you you can't – like. I don't want to say you can't teach that skill because you can, but you can't teach that skill if the other person doesn't want to learn it. Right. Or doesn't acknowledge that they don't have it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things. It's less of a black and white and more of a like gray, like yep. I could be better at this. Well, But until you're willing to admit that, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't grow. We'll move on and we'll talk about that next uh, next episode in two weeks. Mm. Just remember, join our Discord. Have you tried rebooting? Yep. Send us emails with questions, comments, concerns. Um, have you tried rebooting? Dot podcast at, at gmail dot com. And follow us on Facebook. And if you would share, we we want to be able to get shares and questions. People. That's what we need the most. Right share now. with questions. We're we're again still running out of topics. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, once we reach 100 subscribers, we will do a live night on our Discord where people yeah. can hop on. We will record it. Alex and I will just be talking. People can hop on, ask questions, have a live conversation should, with us. We should, play, we should play some Quiplash maybe. We could play some Quiplash. That That'd would be, be fantastic. All right. You heard the man. 100 subscribers. We'll play some Quiplash on our Discord. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Have a good week. Honestly, I think that was one of our more heartfelt ones. Yeah, you're going to have to cut out that one part. Yep, yep. I don't think it was like... I don't think it was too bad, but I don't want it to be taken wrong here. Why did it do this? It never does this.